Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to I Read It Online Somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to episode 22, also known as the Christmas episode of I Read It Online Somewhere, your first port of call for all the weird science questions you're too scared to ask, like how can Santa visit everyone in one night? I'm Ross and I'm a science teacher, and I'm joined by my science teacher friend Andrew. Ho, ho, ho. And a science teacher's worst nightmare, Amy. Hey. Not going with a Christmas entrance like Andrew. I can't, well, I can't think of one that's To be not. fair, ho, ho, ho. once ho, ho, ho is taken, there's yeah, not much else. Think, <laughs> I'm going to just be like, Rudolph. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Pa- okay, actually, I've got a, I'm jumping in with science. I read like a meme, but it said that um, males' antlers fall off in the winter, so if the reindeers that are, are pulling Santa are all female. Yep. Yes, they are. They are. Was that actually Even Rudolph. Right? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just like a, some feminist meme. No, no <laughs> and their noses totally. can go a little bit red. Yeah. So why do they... Because they, that's one of their main places, they lose heat. They get a good blood flow to their nose. When they go through the menopause. Yeah. One of um, my first years like had a massive argument with another one today, this week about that particular fact. Well, argument with a reindeer? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a reindeer. Why do the male reindeer's antlers come off in the winter, though? Good question. Is it like a hermit crab situ? Like they, they, they fall off so they get bigger ones? Yeah, probably. But I don't know, because you, you get... Um, some like deer type thing, they, you get all that like feathery stuff as they're growing new stuff. Or is that them just growing their new antlers? I think that's their new antlers. Yeah, maybe because they're fighting so much that they probably lose antlers all the time. So they just grow uh-huh. new ones every time. Right, uh, sorry, we missed out the, the what should we call this? The pleading? Um, it's getting worse and worse <laughs> every week. The oh, call God. to arms, that's the, the podcasting term, the call to arms. Um, so this is uh, so our call to arms is uh, please give us a big Christmas present and please follow, subscribe and leave a review. Also spread the Christmas cheer by telling someone else about it. Uh, you can, in our normal stuff, uh, normal week to week episodes, we just answer your science questions. Uh, so you can ask us your science based questions uh, by emailing us at ireditos at gmail.com or get us on any social media at ireditos. Do you know you've done that 21 times and it still sounds really awkward? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you should just record, like, absolutely nail one recording and just use that every time. Yeah. yeah. But then people go, that's not genuine. They're just using pre-recorded stuff. 
Um, okay, so talking points, no talking points. It's Christmas. He's just reading off a script. <laughs> that is um, not so genuine. It's Christmas, welcome. How are we all getting on? Good. Finish up for work tomorrow for two weeks. So, in fact, no. Do you know? I want to talk about the fact that I had a conversation with Tim Peake yesterday for like an hour. And your Christmas party is this right? Uh, my yeah. I mean, it wasn't just me. It was like three hundred people. But he came and spoke Ooh. about spoke at our Christmas party. So he did like a presentation for like half an hour. It was so cool. Um, and then we we got to ask him questions. So I asked him a question <gasps> that one of our listeners, I think, had potentially asked a while ago. And yeah, it was yeah we, the, we tried to answer it on the podcast. I think someone yeah. asked it. Fact-checking. If you can whistle in space, you can, basically. To put it into, he was much ah. better at answering questions than we are. And, um, but you, he but has he, been to space, so yeah, we're I just know, guessing. Yeah, I know, but just his <laughs> I was and he likes podcasts as well. I was like, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> I know, but it was the infinite monkey cage. He got sent weekly, but anyway, um, but so you can whistle in space, but it's quite hard. But you can't burp. So he said he went like six months without burping. That's really weird. Thinking that is weird. But even like he like did a explain burp. it. But I was just I was on camera with him, and I was just like, just staring at him, that, smiling. Are you doing that so I, thing? Yeah, when you when you see like meet someone famous and you don't really know what to say, so you just kind of just listen. And it wasn't like, listening. Yeah, mm. but it's mm-hmm. been recorded, so I'm gonna watch it back. But he oh, was he was he came across so well, and he showed pictures of space and he just told like really cool stories. He said like one of his well, you said you actually read this when I told you, but one of his colleagues almost drowned in space because they were just like out floating about doing a spacewalk. Not yeah, just floating about. Well, well, what <laughs> are they floating? Are they about? Yeah. And they're, water... they're actually they're falling. <laughs> they're continuously falling. They're just okay. There was a guy out falling in space, and his helmet started to fill up with water. And then he was like, uh, oh, "Hi, right. I've got some water." Okay, sorry, I I totally picked you up wrong. Right. Oh, when so I so he was in, he was yeah. So he was in space with water yeah. coming in. So where's yeah. the water coming in from? So do you know what I can't quite remember, but they initially thought it was coming from his. No, maybe it de- definitely was coming from here. Like they they have like a water pack on their back to drink. Oh, to keep them. Oh, oh. So the the NASA or whoever he was speaking to, Houston, you, were saying, yeah. um, okay, just drink, like just drink all the fluid, like just drink all the water. But um, and then when he got his helmet off, there was like a liter of water in his helmet. So he, they said that's the closest they've ever got for some like losing a crew member in. Wow. So I think it was quite. I think it was actually quite scary. And then the NASA fixed it, so they changed the way that their spacesuits were with a nappy and a snorkel, basically. So they just added that these is two so features. Cool. I know. Me and Tim. Honestly, I was like at totally fangirling, taking pictures with him. He was just yeah, it was really cool. Um, right, so Andrew, cool. you've spoken to David Attenborough. Amy, you've spoken to Tim Peake. Who are you gonna get? I'm yeah. gonna get uh, Nigella Lawson. Micro Wabby. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Right, okay, um, Ross, you would be buzzing to speak to Nigella Lawson. I would be buzzing. What would you I'd ask do her? Like a bit what would of you ask her? In my time. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> let's move on to what we read online. Doesn't this matter, week. Andrew. Doesn't Andrew matter. What you would ask Nigella? No, no it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. Why do you hate green peppers so much? What? Oh, okay. She really she hates, hates green, green peppers. peppers, and I, I've taken her up on this, and so like I don't buy green peppers. In the <laughs> Sorry, I feel like you, what? Like you've knocked on her door and be like, "Oh, what's wrong with green peppers?" We're like, in a we're in a pyramid scheme with peppers. So thanks you, to Nigella. Do you know green peppers are just like they're unripe peppers? They're just the red and orange and yellow ones that haven't gone ripe yet. They're like yeah. hipsters. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're like your fresh, 
That's why they taste so bitter, whereas red peppers taste sweet. Yeah. So she hates them for that reason. I don't mind a green one. So I do actually know why she hates them. I quite them. like a green one. Yeah, partial. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Right, so what do we read online this week? Uh, we're going to start off with Andrew. Oh, uh, well, <clears throat> mine is quite cool. I'm actually quite excited about mine because I've actually done this scientific test. Um, Hashtag TikTok. So, guys, <clears throat> what's your thoughts on Brussels sprouts? Divisive, I know. I don't like them. I love them. <laughs> well, they give you a lot of Excellent. wind. They do, they do. However, did you know that potentially, Ross, yeah. you don't have the gene to taste the bitterness of them? Oh. Well, I, I think I do. I just quite like the bitterness. <laughs> I think Andrew's going to tell you the science behind it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Like... Yeah, if you could wait until I finish my, my article before ripping <laughs> no, it to no, shreds. No, no, I do, I do. <laughs> right, um, Sorry. Okay, so, Amy, you might have a gene... That means that you don't like them. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to spin it. So, Ross, if you could use the second one, that would be much better. Cause, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, this uh, gene on uh, chromosome 7 is called the TAS2R38 gene. Ooh. Ooh, and um, it codes for what we call the uh, PTC taste receptor. Um, now, I found out so i went to um on a school trip last year and we did this as part of our um study into genetics and using pcr and all that sort of stuff and what they did was they we went into the it was in the museum on uh, on chamber street and we got like a little like bit of paper to lick and you had to lick it and then you had to rank how uh, bitter it kind of tasted okay. right so i licked mm-hmm. the paper and i was like yeah, this paper isn't bitter. Whereas, like, lots of other people went, ew, this is disgusting. And it um, turns out, when we then checked our own DNA, so we did our own DNA, we could find this gene on it. Um, you couldn't find a gene on mine. And I was oh. like, oh, that's really cool. So I don't have this gene, because I actually quite like... So you like Brussels um, sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. I think they're the best thing ever. Oh, cool. Um, but also, like, um, so it's the same sort of thing that's found, or, or there's a similar thing found in that nail polish that you put on to oh, stop your, that biting is your nails. Horrible. Okay, so, like, so. Do you like it, Andrew? I don't like, I just don't oh. think I can taste it. So it basically means because I don't have that gene turned on or that gene isn't there, I can't taste that no bitterness. No way. Have you tried that nail varnish stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah before. I, it, it, I mean, it tastes weird, but it's not. Oh, I'm so scarred from yeah. going to my friend's house. We actually spoke about this recently when I was like eight and she was like, oh, try this if you bite your nails. And I put yeah. it on my nails and then I ate crisps like 20 minutes later. And I honestly can still, I can still taste that, how bad mm-hmm. that was. So this, it, yeah, well, that that's this thing. So it's um, called, okay, I'm going to try this. Phentyltheocarbamide is the oh. chemical, this, this PTC. Um, and it's not normally found in the human diet, but it's similar to chemicals that are found in brassics, which are like uh, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, things like that. So that's maybe why some people don't like the humble Brussels sprout. I know, you're missing out Very good. Yeah. I thought thought it was really cool. Can't wait to bring that up at um, Ross's family's Christmas dinner. Yeah. They're all quite science-y and I could be like, If we're allowed to go. Yeah, if we're allowed to go. But yeah. Okay, um, so next story of the week is going to be Amy. Yay, okay, so mine isn't really a story, but I thought it was Christmassy, so I wanted to discuss it. Um, the definition of a white Christmas in the UK, 
Do either of you know what it is? I think I might know. Okay, hit me. Or, or Andrew. Andrew, do you know? Uh, I also think I know. Okay, I'll go okay. first because I said first. I can't wait because I think both of you will be wrong. Okay, I think it's on. Do you need snow to fall on the London Weather Tower? Or the London Weather Building? Something like that. The Met Office Building in London. Andrew? I think, is it not one snowflake on that Met Office Building? Okay, so Ross is wrong. Andrew is half right. So it used to be, traditionally, it used to be a single one single location in the country. So they picked the Met Office Tower yeah. in London. But because it became, a lot of bookies were using it as betting, um, oh. they, they've changed the location. So they use places like, um, they use Edinburgh Castle, they use Aberdeen Football Stadium, they use Belfast Airport, um, Buckingham Palace, Coronation Street and Millennium Stadium. Um, but it only needs to be one snowflake falling that's been observed for for twenty in the twenty four hours of twenty fifth of December. Oh, that's so, so cool! Actually, so in, in in any of those places, I don't know if they just pick one themselves. So, like for one year, like oh, it's Edinburgh Castle this year. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's like Maybe they were could... it's like they were gigging at home for years, and now they're. Touring. I think it's because it it was too obvious for the book like yeah. bookies because if there was. Because like five days before they said that they could really accurately predict the weather. Yeah. But, and if you see London, okay, it's going to be like five degrees. Okay, it's not going to snow. Then. Yeah. Maybe we could take I'll bets on where it will be. Oh, maybe it could be that. <laughs> and the, but they said the last widespread, the last widespread white Christmas was in twenty ten. Do you remember that horrible oh, God, like snow 2010. thing? Oh Oof. But it was very unusual because snow was not on the ground at eighty three percent of the stations, but um. Yeah, so I just thought that was quite cool. Wow, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You don't really seem to get white, like, Christmases. Like, the snow always seems to come... In, like, March. Fe- February, or, March, yeah. yeah. When, when winter is almost over, really. Yeah. You'd expect some of it to be coming now. But it seems to we always get our yeah. coldest stuff later on in the year. That's I'm sure climate there's some change. science reason for that, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be July, <laughs> and I'll be like, why is this Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on to the last story of the week, which is me. I just checked Where's your story. NRG? NRG, <laughs> right, we're in. Right, so, don't know why I collapsed, that's not good for a podcast. Um, so, the Christmas story. What's one of the key parts of the Christmas story? Is in the nativity? Yes. Jesus. The Immaculate Conception? Yes. Oh, I knew you were going to go there. We're not going there, no. Okay. The barn. Is the toilet seat, I promise. No, not the barn. Though you're in the, the three right kings. No. Though they are involved. The donkey. Joseph. No. The Bethlehem wasn't Bethlehem. They, no. couldn't have made, they didn't make that trip. No, no, no. Right, is okay. it King so, Herod? No, he happened. So, basically, what we're looking at is... <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a bit of science that probably happened that's a part of the nativity story. And it's the fact, it's the star appearing above Jesus. Oh. So. The North Star. So Betelgeuse is a, a red giant star near us, and it's due to go supernova at any point. And when it does go supernova, we will be able to see that star during the day. It'll be an incredibly bright star. And it'll last anywhere from like a month to a year. So, and this has happened a couple of times in the past. In the 1600s, it happened. Um, there was a star that was visible during the day. Uh, and based on some research, uh, this isn't as sort of sure as the 1600 one, but based on some research, this also happened around about 2,000 years ago. 
Oh. There was a there had been a star that's gone supernova, and that's meant it's been visible during the day, and that would obviously be a really big thing for people to notice, especially people like um, astronomers uh, or sort of researchers or three wise men, if you will. Magi. Um. So so they probably noticed this star and wrote about it, and that's where their part in the the nativity story. So they in. didn't bring. They probably Frank. didn't bring Frank Gold Frank. Wait, is there three wise men and three kings? We don't know how many wise men there are. It just says wise men, but they bring three gifts. All men are wise. And women. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting that there could be an actual like scientific explanation for uh, this thing that just sounds like it. A nice made story. Made up by God, yeah. Um, I thought it'd also be a good uh, chance to discuss a few urban myths around Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, wait, hold on. Again, I feel like we're about to attack Jesus here. No, no, no. Okay, uh, this is much later on. Um, so let's start with Santa Claus. Baby. What color is his jacket? Green. Coke. Oh, made it red. Sure, yeah, well done. Uh, no, they didn't. What? That's the urban myth. Oh no! Yeah, it was depicted well before Coca-Cola came around in the 1860s. He was depicted with a red jacket on. <gasps> oh wow! I didn't know. So that. it's it's not Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola obviously made it more popular, and kind of up until Coca-Cola, people used whatever they wanted. Um, and from from about the 1860s, people started using a like a rotund man rather than a skinny skinny man. Um, but some people represented in green, some in red. Um, ah. But Coca-Cola, made in their advertisements, made him red, and that sort of cemented it. But they didn't... But he wasn't ma- just green. Yeah, mm. they didn't turn it red. That's actually quite cool. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, second urban myth. Well, not urban myth. Let's, um, Christmas is over. It's already gone. It's past, everyone. Uh, when did you take your Christmas tree down? Oh, like the 5th of January? Oh, uh, is it like the 12 days after? Yeah, why? Because the turtle doves? I don't know why. Is it something to do with bad luck? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be, but no, there's not. There's there's no research or anything behind it. It just seems to be... People seem to have hijacked the 12 Days of Christmas song and, and applied it to... Well, 12 Days After is a right about a sensible time to go down. But there's also um, some countries actually celebrate their Christmas on that day. But I think there is a, a twelve days of Christmas in the Bible. Some it's maybe when the wise men arrived or something. Um, in fact, that must be what it is when the wise men arrive, bringing their gifts. Because uh, I know in uh, East, certain Eastern European countries they celebrate their Christmas on the I think it's actually the sixth of January. Mm. Um, oh, so that's right. when they give their presents over and things like that. And then some do Christmas Eve, like Germany. Yeah. Holland. They do Christmas Eve. That's oh, great, nice. cool. Yeah. Oh, good right, fact. So I just thought I'd, I'd bring in those. Well, just while I was researching for this Christmas episode, I find actually, these kind of things. I find, I find like, so I've, got got like go. I've got a real Christmas tree. No, no, no. I've got like a real Christmas tree, yeah. and I always like hate taking it down because I'm like, oh, it's still like living. You know, well. Yeah. Mm. Just keep it up there. Yeah, I think I will, but I'll put like other things on it. Easter. Yeah, just take like the That's decorations next. off. Yeah. Exactly. Try and keep it till next year. Cool. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go on to questions from the public. So, Amy, have we got anything from the public? We have a couple of questions. 
Um, first question is, how can Santa visit every house in the world in just one night? Well, kids, he can. He just has to travel very, very fast. How fast? Uh, 300 times the speed of light. Oh. Which is impossible. That is fast. So he, so he can't do it. Well, you just so what you'll have seen in like films like Arthur Christmas is it's not just one guy anymore. It's a team of people. Um, so the elves are heavily involved in the delivery of the presents. And Santa basically doesn't really get involved much at all. He's just like the commander at top. Um, and that's how they manage to deliver all the presences uh, with all these teams of elves. Nice. But he needs to travel at 300 times as we like. Well, if he was doing it by himself and taking like the, the amount of time to... Mm. Well, no, even just to get around. That's what you need to do. Okay. Oh, okay. Even, and with, if he, even with time difference. Yeah, and if he ate every single cookie... Then he'd eat three billion calories in one night. Honestly, I mean, I've, been cl- I've been close to that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Michael like Phelps judged here. Yeah, these these are rookie numbers, Santa. Come on. Yeah. Um, okay. And the next... milk, good for protein. Well, exactly. Next question is: Why do snowflakes have the shape they do? Oh, that's a nice one. It's a very nice one. Yeah, snowflakes are uh, one of the coolest things. Um... Did we not speak about this before? don't know if we I did. I have heard this somewhere. We talked about um, snow, but we didn't necessarily talk about yeah. snow. I heard the, no, I thought we talked about like, why the snowflake is a certain shape. Well, we know why it's... Oh, no, I we, know we, how we, it's formed. I know it's a dust particle and the water freezes around the dust particle. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was it. I think that was what it was. So but why the, there's certain shapes, I'm not actually specifically sure. So that's to do with the, uh, the way that the crystals grow, um, as the ice crystals freeze. Yeah. Um, so as the ice crystal freeze, it makes these like geometric shapes, um, and they are completely random. So no two snowflakes will ever be the same, um, and that's it. Really, so just like crazy. Um, oh, another Tim Peake story about crystallizing. Um, he someone asked him if, uh, um, if like he thinks there's other life out there, or if they get training on it, so they don't get any training for that, like what to do if you bump into an alien. Um, but one day when he looked like out the window, he saw something that looked like a spaceship kind of thing. But like, they knew they weren't like, doing any delivery, so he's like, what's this? Yeah. Um, and it was urine from Russia's stuff, like, must be up there somewhere. It was urine from like them yeah. that crystallised. Oh, wow, in space, and then just kind of like was floating around. Yeah. Because oh, that. that's quite cool. It's quite traveling, disgusting. Traveling but... fast enough to kill someone. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but still, yeah. Well, that that's kind of is very similar when they make these sort of geometric shapes and they they sort of freeze, um, mm. which is kind of cool. And if you're lucky enough to try and catch one, um, it's quite good to catch it on a bit of black paper. So if it is snowing, run outside with some black paper, um, preferably you know, uh, suitably. Oh, well, that allow you to see outside. the shape of it. And that'll allow you to see the shape because it, it shouldn't melt. Um, oh. As long as it doesn't touch your hand, it shouldn't melt. Um, oh. So then you can see all the different shapes. And they are they are really cool. But you can... There is a way to trap a snowflake um, using, uh, I think it's like alcohol and glue and stuff like that. And you can actually trap one in a, in a, in a, like a mold. So you can oh, so you get keep, keep, keep one so, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Yeah, really, really yeah. cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, great. And our last question, I had to pick this one because I loved it. And it was, 
Um, what is the definitive ranking of Christmas treats? So, like, what is a Christmas treat to you guys? Like, do you have anything specific that really, like, like a sweet or chocolate or something or cake that reminds well, you of Christmas? Yeah. Are, are we ranking tro- chocolates here? Is it... It's treat. The word is treat. Treats. So it can be cake. Okay. So, Ooh. why don't we all pick our favourite and our worst? Oh, okay. Oh. Um, so, my top one would probably be Christmas trifle. My mum makes a mean Christmas trifle. She does. Hi, mum. Mm. <laughs> she sometimes listens to the podcast. Yeah. Sis, make sure you get that trifle ingredients on the shopping list. <laughs> yeah. Don't put too much sherry in like you did a few years ago and it didn't set. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did it not set? There's science behind it. Yeah. And the um, jelly didn't set. Yeah, I'm guessing the gelatin just couldn't bond with that much alcohol in it. Yeah. Oh. Nice. That's why. Um, okay, so, well, uh, Andrew, your favourite? Oh. Um, well, okay, so I really do actually quite like my mum's trifle. But we Aww. have this story about trifle where mum made this sort of family-sized trifle and then we took it to a friend's sort of the next day and nobody ate it there because nobody ate it at Christmas. So then we took it to the friends and nobody ate it there. And then I think about three days later, eventually it got eaten. But um, <laughs> it's really funny. So, uh, hi, Mum. Hi, Joe and Ronnie. And um, the... But actually, do you know like do you know one the thing I absolutely love? And it's really, it's really hard to describe because I cannot remember what the name is. But they're like... They're like um, gingery bread. It's not gingerbread before you just jump in there, Right. But it's like gingery bread with like apricot jam on it, and then they're covered in chocolate. You get them in the German market, and I can't remember what they're called. Oh. But they're like, oh, they're so cool. Like they're just, oh, they're lovely. I'm not sure I've had these. They've no, got like, really you've got like a German name, and I can never remember what it is. But we had a, we had a, a staff member who was German. Hello, Ancha, and uh, she used to teach us how to make. So like the past couple of years, she's come in and taught us how to make like German biscuits. Nice. And they are amazing. Like, they're, they're just so lovely. Mm. But you really have to like almonds and marzipan and stuff. So, that. Nice. Yeah, so like some marzipan. Um, right, Amy? Well, I've got a lot of pressure to see my mum here. Um, she does make a very good log cabin. But I think for me, it's like a Nutella crepe from like the German oh, the market. German markets, yeah. I mean, I love Nutella, I love crepes. But I think it's like, you, I think it's just the vibe, the nostalgia of it. Yeah. That's what I like. So yeah, I don't know where where are we gonna rank them then. Okay, so we've got Ross's mum's trifle. No one's really tried that. Andrew's weird German biscuits, and <laughs> no then my Nutella crepe. Everyone's tried. That's quite hard. Right. Okay. How about we go with um... trifle at the top? No. Nah. No. What I was gonna say. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nutella crepe. German biscuits at the top. Uh, <laughs> no. What? Um. How about um. I'm trying to think, like, but maybe it should be like Christmas sweetie, but like, what's a Christmas sweetie? A chocolate coin. Or why don't we do Quality Street, like the classic tin oh. celebrations? Quality Street. Quality Street's probably no one likes roses. Well, what Ross like Ross's favorite in Quality Street is my least favorite because he likes the strawberry one. I don't like that one. Oh, I that's like your favorite. The... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I like strawberry, I like and the... orange, a caramel, gooey one. I like the purple one. You know the caramel. Oh yeah, the purple the one. Hazelnut. Yeah, purple one. Car- uh, it's, it's either the, the purple one or the green triangle. Those are the ones Oh, like. yes. The praline one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll go big purple one, praline yeah. two, 
somewhere way down there is strawberry cream. Yeah, no, after the orange not, one. No, yeah. this isn't right. After the toffee penny, <laughs> the strawberry I feel cream. like I'm being bullied. This is not how it should <laughs> be. Complain to It's a democracy. It's two against one. Okay. Uh, um, right, okay. Right. Celebrations? We I'm going to through every, through everything. everything. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there. Maltesers. Maltesers, yeah. Batman tea. Get out. That's yeah. the least. That's the worst one. No, well, it's not. That and Milky Way. Yeah, but that's Hero- the best bet. Heroes. Milky Way is worst. All of heroes are bad. No, the caramel ones, right? I mean, they're Cadbury's. It's the, the best chocolate. Yeah, Twirl's nice. Yeah, but the only one that's actually nice is the basic Cadbury's, and you only get one square. Like, you could buy a whole bar. Yeah, that's true, actually. But they don't look mini. They don't look mini. Um, so, yeah, so I thought that was a good question. Um, that is a good question. And I sorry, can't wait just... to ask... Oh, sorry, go. Oh, no, sorry. Right, talking about Cadbury squares and stuff like that. Did you guys ever have the little, like, red penny tower that had the tiny little yes. squares and you used to put them in the and top and then you put the put penny in the get out? It. Yeah. And it had the little, yeah, I, I got that for my birthday one year. I remember that. I love it how, was like a money bank kind of thing. Yeah. I love how me and Amy are vibing on it and Ross is like, what are you guys talking about? I have no about? idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I just ate all the chocolates. I'm going to find, um, yeah, so did I. <laughs> I'm going to find you a picture and send it to you. I'm going to ask you this because I don't know if you've done it. Do you have a joke for us, Andrew? Don't worry, because I do. Uh, so I've got a Christmas-themed joke. All right, and, right, Ross. It was Andrew's turn. It was Andrew's turn. Did they have one? No. Okay, so I'll go with mine. <laughs> no, I kind of <coughs> forgot. I, because I thought I was doing my joke last week. So we uh, go with a Christmas-themed one. So what walks down the street going, Oh, oh, oh. Santa backwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and guys... If you have any jokes that you would like to send in, uh, please send them in to our email address, which is iredatos at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok, or YouTube at iredatos. That's it. And uh, <laughs> I totally mucked that up. But, um, guys, it's still ta- you still have time to get people a Christmas gift. And you know what would be great? Some merchandise from our store. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And uh, you can go check out our link tree um, in our bio on Instagram or on Facebook um, to go pick up a, a, a lovely present, last minute present for I, I your friends you and can, family. I think on our link tree you can also buy us a coffee uh, if you're wanting to just give us can a little you? thing. I think we can't set that up, mm-hmm. didn't we? Oh, we I'll, have a, I'll have a chai latte, please. Okay, uh, thank you very much, everyone. Bye. 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 First protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask. Like, why do birds suddenly appear? How can Santa visit every house in one night? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.